Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. So when we're coaching during these times, I think one of the most fundamental things that we need to be aware of is our ability to be resilient. So think about being resilient. And recently I was reading an article on the American Psychological Association website talking about building resilience. And they talk about resilience in the following way. They define it as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, such as family or relationship problems, health problems, workplace and financial stressors. As much as resilience involves bouncing back from these difficult experiences, it also provides an experience of profound personal growth. Now, let's digest those words. Think about the process of adapting. Now, let's just take that word for a second. What does it mean to adapt? Now, how do we use that in a coaching realm? How do we use that in a framework to coach somebody? So at Progress Coaching, one of the things that we teach is something called mapping. And we go back to a concept. And the concept is Q-A-L-S. So what we talk about are questions. So when you think about the word adapting, think about just simply putting in a self-actualized question, such as, Bob, what are you going to do to successfully adapt to our new virtual world? What are you going to do to successfully adapt your leadership skills to building the team, even though you're virtual? The activity. The activity could be practicing resilience, such as, Bob, I'm going to give you the following scenario and tell me three strategies you're going to deploy to successfully embrace those challenges. That's an activity. So think about the question. Think about the activity. Now, the L is the learning project. The learning project is what you ask your coaching candidate or the person you're coaching to do in between sessions, such as, Bob, next week I want you to come in with two examples of where you successfully adapted and you really felt overly resistant, like you really overcame and you embraced, whether it be a fear, a stressor, what have you. And what did you specifically do to overcome and be resilient? Now, the only way he can do, the only way he can really do that learning project is to successfully do it. So again, we call it, you know, quals. Quals is Q-A-L-S. That's our mapping strategy. Now, let's get to the S. The S is supplemental. What are some things that people could do to build resilience using supplemental coaching, which is really strategies or our strategies that do not take the leader, the manager, the coach, any in-person time, meaning it scales their time. Let me give you an example. I think one of the best books I've ever read in my life 
is Stress for Success by Jim Lohr. And one of the things that he teaches you, and I hope this comes off the right way, is he teaches you no matter what happens in your life, you have to frame it out internally. And what he teaches you is a question. And the question is, what opportunity does this situation present myself? Now think about that. So years ago, my mother had passed away and I was reading the book and I've read the book Stress for Success. I bet you a good five or six times I've highlighted it. I go back to it. I I just love the book. I think it is so well done. And it really talks about turning tough times into opportunities. And before I tell the rest of the story about my mother's passing, I remember the great recession. And I remember my business partner, Ron, saying to me, you're going to find out how good you are. And I looked at him and I said, what? He goes, you're going to find out how good you are. You are going to have to act, walk, overcome more than you've ever had to in your life. And I'll never forget that comment. And I remember one of my favorite companies in the whole world is a company in Wisconsin called Inpro in Muskego, Wisconsin. And I remember we were under contract for a day a week. And I I would show up for two, two and a half, sometimes three days a week, never billing the client more. And I remembered my partner's comment. And I remember people would look at me with this very somber, apologetic look and say, how's your business during this time? And I would say, great, I'm busy five days a week. Now, I didn't tell them that some of it was my own doing, giving back more. And certainly I got a lot in return from Inpro. But I had to demonstrate that resilience. And then I think about what we're currently going through with the COVID crisis. And I remember the day it hit and the day they started to shut the country down in the United States. And I remember my partner calling me, same partner. Mine goes, so what are the plans? I said, innovate and overcome. We've got money. We've got no debt. This is an opportunity of a lifetime to leverage my skill set. See, I love to build products. And so that's exactly what we've done. We've built new product lines. We've expanded the, the footprint of the company. We have wider selection of offerings. We're scaling our business. I've never enjoyed my company more in the last 24 years than the last three months. Now, do I like what's caused it? Oh my gosh, heaven forbid, no. So going back to my mom, I remember, and I'll never ever forget it, that the day that my mom had passed, and we decided as a family, especially my wife and I, my wife and I had owned a a duplex where my mother lived in the lower. And we had a tenant and a bunch of guys that were really, really good to my mom. They would go to her house, and we had two properties near the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and we would have them, you know, really um, keep an eye on my mom, take her groceries in, put up her Christmas tree, do all these really nice things for her. And I remember one of her tenants, probably my favorite tenant, um, you know, went away to school, came back and said, I'm going to finish my graduate degree. Do you have any apartments for rent? Now, we only had three-bedroom units. Keep that in mind. And I remember my mom had passed and I thought, geez, we're going to rent this out. We were cash flowing. We're doing okay. And I said, how much school do you have left? And he said, well, I just need a place for nine months. I know it's an awkward request. And I said, well, quite frankly, we don't have one bedroom units. We only have three bedroom units, which is totally overkill. And around this time, the pricing for that was about $1,250 a month. And we gave it to this young man for free 
for nine months. And I'll never forget. He goes, are you serious? And I said, look, in honor of my mom, you know, you guys were so good to her. We're cash flowing. Um, if you're willing to do some projects inside the house and get it ready to rent, you know, I think it's a fair trade. He said, oh my gosh, Tim, that's an incredible trade. And I remember they got married, he and his wife, and they had a special announcement at their wedding. I ironically was in Ireland golfing. And I thought, what a neat time, right? What a neat opportunity to pass it forward. And somebody said, why did you do that? And I said, you know, I've been going through this book, Stress for Success, and I've conditioned myself no matter what happens. And it takes practice. It takes thoughtfulness. It takes a conscientious effort. No matter what the situation is, what opportunity does this present myself? And then I have to frame it out in my mind. When you ask yourself questions, which by the way is a very healthy thing to do, I remember it really gives you a positive framework. Look, times are tough for a lot of people. This has been tough for our company in the the initial stages. It's tough for a lot of people. There's no getting around that. So think about it. Think about what happens to most people. What do we typically, typically do? We succumb. We give in. So in the article from the American Psychology Association, they talk about while these adverse events, much like rough river rivers and waters are certainly painful and difficult, they don't have to determine the outcome of your life. So how often do we know people who succumb? I don't have money for college. I didn't get promoted. My kid didn't play in the game. It's personal. The coach doesn't like my kid. And I think about youth sports. I think about these becoming learned behaviors. I think about my upbringing. Now, I had parents who were divorced. I had parents who didn't get along. I had parents who never gave me a dime since the age of 16. I always paid for everything on my own. And I look back at that, and it's a weird thing to say. That was a great thing. Now I look at my own kids now. And I kind of question myself because it's a parent's knee-jerk reaction to do what? Give your kids more than you got from your own parents. And during this time, I keep challenging my own two kids who are in college. One at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, the other one at Ithaca College in New York. I said, you guys are going to find out a lot about what you're made about and how you are going to successfully embrace this pandemic. One of my kids goes, what do you mean successfully embrace it? I go, what are you going to do? Give into it? And they said, well, it's scary. I said, so what if it's scary? You think this is the last scary thing you're going through? Wait until one of you or your spouse loses their job or you have a bill or somebody is sick. There's always, always challenges and situations. How you react to it speaks to who you are. So again, there are many aspects of our life that we can control, modify, and grow as a result. That's the role that resilience pays and plays it pays you to do this. What I mean by that is when you have resilience and you practice it and you ask yourself, what opportunity does this present myself? What am I going to do to overcome this? Think about that. 
Now think about people in your life, maybe your own family, where they are constantly bringing up, why me? It's not fair. And remember, being an advocate for youth sports, I remember when my son got cut from the baseball team at his high school. And I remember parents calling me saying, man, this is unfair. He should have made it. And one parent said, well, you know the coach, Jack. Give him a call. Now, Jack is a legendary coach at the high school. Ironically, his son is my client at the Milwaukee Brewers. Jack and I, till this day, at least leading up to the crisis, have gone to multiple Brewer games together, Milwaukee Brewer baseball games. We have, till this day, never talked about Liam. I remember my son coming home and very upset. He was the only friend, the only friend who was cut from the baseball team. And he was upset. And I said, you know, look, I know you don't want to talk about it, but in two weeks, that team has their first game. You can play the role of victim and come up with 17 reasons why you should have made the baseball team. And you might be right for all I know, but your friends did not cut you. Your friends are upset because I see all the text messages coming in. Your friends are upset that you're not on the team. A person of high character would go to that first game and support their friends. As uncomfortable as it's going to be to be around those coaches who didn't put you on the team, it'll show what you're made of. Now, you don't want to go. I'm not going to criticize that. There's nothing wrong with not going if it's uncomfortable. But don't go for the right reasons because you're busy or, or you're going to do something else that day. So I get a phone call, and a couple of the parents said, it was really nice to see your son come to the baseball game. I said, oh, did he go? And he, they said, yeah, they actually had him sit in the dugout. The next year, Liam went out for baseball, and he made the junior varsity team. Played about half the games. He was an okay baseball player, nothing special. Senior year, or the varsity season comes up the following year, and I said, you're going out for baseball? He goes, no. He goes, there's a lot better players than me, Dad. And he said, I really enjoy golf. I want to golf. Now he shoots in the low 70s. He's on the course. And I used to tell my wife all the time, I said, he is going to be a great golfer. He's calm. He's a strategic thinker. I said, he's always been a middle-of-the-road athlete. So think about that. He took that situation from baseball. Now he uses it in golf. He shoots in the low 70s. His goal is to become a scratch golfer. He's actually only been playing six years. So resilience is how we react to things. So now look at your team. Look at your team. Look at your family. Look at people around you. And the number one thing you can do is quals. Come up with questions. Come up with activities. Come up with learning projects to hold them accountable. And use some supplemental coaching strategies, and you will build a resilient set of people around you. Good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign seven to 21 day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach2. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. 
If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.